Hi there, this is Jim, the Keys bartender, coming to you from Key Largo. How are you? We're uh, two days before New Year's Eve. If you're not familiar with the Keys bartender show, we're a show about Keys life, life, and bartending in general and particular. Uh, today, we're going to be dealing with passwords and predictions for 2023. What uh, I want to talk to you about passwords is if you if you think about passwords a hundred years ago, whenever you had to give a password to someone, it's either you were during, it was during a war or you're a spy and you gave a, a password and someone would give you back a return one or ask you a question, you give one, you know, you'd see that or something, maybe something tied to a, a safe deposit box. So, but in the last 25, 30 years, when it comes to uh, everything, I don't even have to tell you what means passwords, but every account that you have online, every email account, every, uh, your cell phone, your computer, I mean, they're going to start having, well, they have passwords, they have passcodes, passcodes, passwords. Uh, you have a passcode for your car, maybe, if it has a entry level entry, a key entry for it, a push button key for it and keeping track of them, keeping them, making them unique because, you know, sometimes people try to make the same password across all the platforms that they use. And it, it probably is a news to you. It's getting really difficult to track those. And now they're suggesting passwords. When you have to do a password, they'll come up with a password and it has nothing to do with anything you came up with, a computer generated password. And why are all these passwords getting more and more intricate and in-depth? It's because hackers have become much more adept at breaking these passwords. Used to be, you know, every so often you have, when you're using Bluetooth, it's um, the passcode for Bluetooth. Most of them, when you get them from the manufacturer, zero, 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 zero. And if you don't change it, it's always zero, zero, zero. So if someone were going to take someone's AirPods or uh, anything that's preset, they every passcode, they try zero, 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 zero. Now, for bank accounts and things like that, your four-digit code, you know, you think that as time goes on, we wouldn't, even though it's easier to use technology, it's more difficult to access technology, all these different accounts we have because we've got to keep track of, our, track of our passwords. And the computer now asks you if they'd like to keep track of your password. Well, what if someone hacks your computers and they get a hold of all your passwords? Are they able to keep the lockbox or your virtual lockbox on your computer to all your passcodes, all your passwords? Um, you have biometrics now. We got face facial recognition. Um, I don't know if it's a real thing, not or, or is it? there's retinal scans. There's uh, definitely print scanners on the back of phones. They check your fingerprints, and there's all different. And you see in the spy novels and things like that, people cutting off other people's fingers and getting or their eyes and holding it up to the biometric thing. I know that's kind of gross. Or I imagine there's all sorts of different ways. Once they come up with a new way of making a device secure, there's someone working very hard 
and creatively to break it. And I think the probably, and I, I don't have any true data to suggest this, but I think it's virtu- it's almost infinitely more difficult to come up with new technology to secure devices and secure accounts than it is for these hackers to break in because they're they're using creative ways. And once they have a system set up, there's always some backdoor someone thinks, uh, someone figures out. Now, I always, in, in most recent years, I was always getting frustrated by the amount of passwords that I had to keep. And then remember, and how can you remember all these ones? You're creating them. And then you're, I mean, it's just one of these things where a, a password or a passcode has now become almost like anonymously redundant. What do I mean by that? Meaning like, we don't even know what the passwords are anymore. So think of the things you had to remember. And since most of my audience, at least on iTunes, shows most of my audience is above 40. So let's say 30 years ago, 30 years ago, there was passcodes. They had ATMs and stuff like that. You can remember passcode from that. Some people uh, in 92, there was a decent amount of people using emails, but generally it had one, maybe two accounts. You had to remember maybe four or five passcodes. And prior to that, it was only uh, things you had to remember was your home phone number, and usually with your home phone number, you only had one number, uh, your address, your social security number, your birth date. Right now, all the things, all the things you can remember. And d- that doesn't include all the medical developments that occurred. So people know all these things about their potassium content or uh, wh- whatever scales they have in some medical of uh, 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 things they have to remember. I hate to say that. I mean, it used to be just your blood type. But then you have all these different things. Yes, blood pressure, heartbeats. When it comes to working out, we, we think about resting heart rate and what your max uh, heart rate should be when you're working out, whether your O2 in- intake is. There's a lot of information out there. To be, and we get frustrated. We get mad because there's all these things. But on the flip side, there's a lot of things that are easier due to that. Now, we made it more difficult because of the amount of passwords we we have now. But once we access that password, it's so much easier to use these things. We just, the, the probably the only problem with the development of technology is that humans are There's a certain segment of humans that are fundamentally dishonest that are looking to get into your shit. That's it. If we didn't, if everyone could be trusted and everyone was, and I, you know what, I guess with significant others, I say a majority of people have at least one or at least one person they want to know their secrets to. Now multiply that across the world. You know, we're talking billions of people. They would like to know someone else's secrets, right? So it's it's almost impossible for technology not to be abused if you left it unlocked. 
easily accessible. Someone's information easily accessible. You have retirement accounts, you have bank accounts, you have uh, Bitcoin and things like that. And you just have these myriad of passcodes. And we get frustrated and angry at it. And we get, we maybe sometimes we focus on the people that develop it. I have to say that technology, it's a losing battle on their part. They develop the technology. You have to, um, you want to make it accessible to everyone. You want to make it secure. So you have to develop new security techniques. Now they're doing uh, two-step or three-step authentication. We use your cell phone, biometrics, and all that stuff to access one account. And that's because people are fundamentally, there's a certain segment of people. I don't want to say people are fundamentally dishonest. There's just a certain segment of society that wants to do that. So instead of getting angry at people for passwords, maybe come up with a system to do it and maybe rotate it, but then you can't do it rotated on a, um, let's say you don't want to rotate it on a something logical where you know the next one. If you say, I'm just going to move everything randomly over two, one letter, two letters, numbers to the right, and things like that. There's always a pattern. And people will focus on patterns. Just like when, you, um, when passwords first came out, you had one password. You use it on all your accounts. And then you decide, wait a second. If someone get, breaks my one password, then they have a password for all my accounts. Then you got to figure out how all these different passwords for account. Well, I'll do this. I'll write it all on a piece of paper and put it in my wallet. They take your wallet or your purse, and then they got all your passcodes. Well, I'll do this. I'll write it, I'll write it down and hide it in my house. There you go. That's probably, I'm not saying the most secure, or you can write it down and put it in a safe deposit box. But what if you use access to safe deposit box? And considering you have to change your passcodes, your passwords and passcodes, so frequently, like every month, there's a new passcode you need to do. So, and there's um, there's messages you get sometimes that make you feel as if you um, need to change your password. Uh, if you if you have you get a lot of junk email, you may notice that you're getting uh, emails saying that your social security account was compromised or this account was compromised, or you're getting something shipping. I always get these things that I'm getting something shipped from Amazon or someone's trying trying to access my PayPal account for a $500 order of something I don't know. I have, I've never ordered anything for $500 from PayPal so far. So I knew that was, I, I've never went that high. So I've learned, so the gist of the whole conversation, what I wanted to say was that I've learned to accept passwords and I know it's there to make me safe. And instead of getting frustrated and angry, which what kind of really initiated this topic was I went into my other job and I was trying to set uh, my part-time job as a fitness instructor. And I was going to check out uh, my, my email there and I had to sign up for some seminar. And I, I thought I remembered a password and I have so many different passwords right now. I have at least, uh, 45 passwords. I'm just going to pick that arbitrary number, 45 passwords. I couldn't remember. I got frustrated. And then I remember, wait, that password's there to protect me. So I don't know if it helps you, but I mean, anytime I can get less frustrated with something, it's a good day for me. And that password thing 
insane. Okay, on to predictions. You know, I don't believe in predictions. I really don't. There's trends that occur, like after COVID, we kind of knew because there was an interruption in manufacturing and in the supply chain that there would be a some kind of economic ripple from it. And we are going through it right now. We have a war in uh, Ukraine. So the oil markets are kind of screwed up. There's all sorts of things coming. There's tension in, in, the, in Asia with China and the sea and Taiwan. There's all these things. So when you're making predictions, you're kind of making a prediction on a trend. Now, almost, let's say, 700 years ago, 600 years ago, Nostradamus, who was a French philosopher, just wrote down at the time, if, if today, if someone wrote down what Nostradamus wrote down in the manner he wrote down, you can say that guy was on a, a, a mixture of LSD mushrooms and really good, uh, maybe pot, you know, just a mi mismatch of that stuff because that guy was using a lot of uh, symbology and a lot of things like that and a lot of obscure references. I mean, he talked about Babylon and Babylon in the 1300s. I guess he was talking about Babylon and Mesopotamia. That was already in it. I mean, except for maybe the Ottoman Empire. He used these old imagery, even for the Middle Ages. He used old imagery and cast into the future things. And people will argue over his predictions today because they're so obscure. He uses you know, metaphor for different countries, you know, the eagle and the bear. Well, we've got to remember, the eagle and the bear, powerful, strong, powerful animals have been used for symbols for countries for thousands of years. So if you're going to compare yourself to anything, it would be like a lion, an elephant, an eagle, a bear. You know, why wouldn't, why wouldn't you do if your country, you would make it, uh, so when they say the, the eagle and the bear, people say, well, that's Russia and the United States. Well, a lot of people use the eagle. If you look at the old crest of, um, if you look at Poland, Germany, you'll see eagles on them. So everyone, you know, and they, in Harold and um, falconry, falconry in the Middle Ages was like the pastime. It's pretty much falconry in the Middle Ages was, is the pickleball of today or frisbee hockey or whatever it is. So I could go on and make predictions. I can say that in the year 2023, here are my predictions. I'm going to go like this. 2023, uh, the, and this is be ones that'll sound, and it just sound legitimate. Putin will die of natural causes or what appears to be natural causes. Vladimir Putin, the leader of Russia. And the Ukraine-Russian war will go into an armistice, kind of like a Korea situation where some land in uh, the Dunbass, uh, Dunbass region on the far eastern side of the Ukraine, closest to the Russia border, will return to it. And Crimea will remain a disputed territory. And that'll probably heat up again in the future if they don't settle it. But that will occur in two, 2023. Now here, that prediction. 
I probably have a good 50% chance that it would happen. I don't know about Putin dying. I think maybe. I think probably a 50-50 chance that you can't be that much of an asshole and not have some kind of illness going on. Okay, what's the other one to have? Let me, uh, oh, Germany. Germany will make moves to leave the EU. That's a 25%. After the UK left, I thought maybe the European Union will kind of weaken and the um, the the unity of the European Union will be more fragile. And without the UK being there, Germany may think that it's the rest of the member states are are too uh, dependent upon the financial health of Germany and its leadership that they might as well just create a union, uh, a prosperity union that would put them more in the driver's seat. And that sounds kind of like what happened about 80 years ago, but I'm not suggesting that. I don't think there's that kind of xenophobia present, present in Germany. And then China, I think China will most likely not invade Taiwan in 2023, even though it moves because of the things that occurred in the uh, Ukraine-Russia war. But it will seek to create a economic uh, unit treaty with Taiwan. And they'll look to uh, get say, hey, listen, I know you don't want a political one. How about an economic uh, union with them? And I think that's something that they, the Taiwanese would definitely look into if they could trade freely with China. Now, see that? That was, they're all, I'd say the German one is probably 25%. And the uh, Chinese uh, one is probably a little less than 50%. But, uh, and uh, with the war going into an armistice for Ukraine, it's better than 50% chance. Great bet. Now, if I'm willing to really be uh, specific, I can make a million of them. A million of them. And all I have to do is make one right one. One outrageous right prediction. The um, Eiffel Tower will be struck by lightning and it will cause a, a revealing of a structural defect and it will be closed for f- five years and they'll find that there's a secret compartment in there that was created by Charles de Gaulle um, after World War II and he will find his uh, Charles de Gaulle's head in suspended animation with hopes that he would be revived. Okay, now that's a crazy one. And uh, that's not likely to happen. Uh, the, a well, and you know, up until last year or four or five years ago, I'd say a very, that's less likely, the, the Eiffel Tower is less likely to happen uh, prediction than let's say aliens will land and at a big cultural event at the probably uh, a champ a national championship or something where there's a lot of media present and they will reveal themselves to the citizens of the world. Now, up until like five years ago, I would have give that like one in a thousand chance. But after all that stuff, I'm thinking maybe 
that is a 10% chance right now. I think so. Um, and then they'll reveal that they were, uh, that they were interfering with our, uh, throughout history in the human events. That would be a good one. Um, what other things that we can predict? You predict almost anything. Obviously, weather trends are going, but an asteroid will strike the Pacific Ocean and cause a tsunami in 2023. Probably one, one in 100 chance. One in 100, maybe one in 500 chance, let's say. One in 500 will cause a tsunami. A, um, and then there's be various volcanoes. There'll probably be a celebrity who will, um, they've had it. There was a celebrity that will have been declared dead for months and they will realize that he's not dead. And that, who would that be? That would be someone who was very famous and that isn't, John Cougar Mellingham will be, you know, be announced as his death will be announced. And then four months later, they will say, well, John Cougar Mellencamp or John Cougar, uh, I don't know which one is his real name, will, is alive. And it will be revealed that very few people left. I mean, very few people cared. And that's it for predictions right now. So I'm going to leave this there. I am, and you'll, you'll probably say, hey, Jim, weren't you supposed to do the 12 drinks of Christmas? Um, nope, I'm only going to do 10. You know why? 12 is too many. I thought the 12 days of Christmas was a little too long a song. It works great, you know, for a song maybe, but, you know, that's just a little too much. Giving 12, 12 ladies dancing, eight geese laying, four swans a swimming, uh, two, four, five, five golden rings, two French hens. I mean, how many things do you have to give someone to express? that you care about. I think once you gave someone, and I said this earlier in the other podcast, once you gave them a tree with a bird in it, and I imagine the tree would have to be something like maybe a six or seven foot tree with a partridge in it, I'd say that's pretty much you're done. You know, you get, okay, the two French hens, which they could be in the tree too, and five golden rings. Five golden rings are good for... Christmas, their birthday, and Valentine's Day. So why would you have to do these other things? And I'm telling you, if your true love has to give you 12 separate presents in ascending order, then um, you're too hard to please and not worthy of 12 gifts. And, you know, it's just the, the, guy's, the guy's too desperate. The guy's too desperate. If he has to give you 12 separate gifts in ascending order, then, you know, there's something wrong. There's something wrong. They're probably, it's called love bombing. That's love bombing. The classic case of love bombing. Because then the next year, instead of the 12 days of Christmas, it'd be 12 days of Christmas. My former true love gave to me that she gaslighted me once. She ghosted me twice. And the, uh, all these shit, you could do it all the way up because that is not a good beginning of a relationship. Well, this is it for uh, Jim the Keys bartender. Next time I come to you, oh my goals reach. Next time I come to you, I will be uh, 
It'll be 2023. And I hope you uh, have a great and healthy. I'm trying to stop my. Oh, trying to stop my sports watch right there. But I hope you have a a great end to 2022 and a successful 2023. This is Jim the Keys bartending signing off. Thank you.